I thought on Australia Day, what better way to begin than with one of Australia's national anthems, one that's going to be blasted through venues across Australia today and sung. It's not horses, it's close. Well, there's a little boy waiting at the counter of the corner shop. He's been waiting down there, waiting half the day. They never ever see him from the top. He gets pushed around, knocked to the ground. He gets to his feet and he says, It isn't fair. I've had enough. Now I want my share. Can't you see? I want to live. But you just take more than you give. It's a great song. Australia loves this song. We love it because it champions the little people. We love it because it gives a voice, expression, the desire to be heard of the lowly. It's that, it's that, that's speaking out. And we know that unless this, this boy, unless the girl behind the counter, unless they raise their voice, unless they push their agenda, unless they make some demands of life, of the world, that they're not going to get anything. That's the sentiment the world knows really well. We see it also in, in those slogans that are meant to motivate you. You know, like, carpe diem, seize the day. Take hold of life. Or this one, how you live your life's up to you. You have to go out and grab the world by the horns. Rope it before it ties you down and decides for you. If you're not in charge of your life, life's going to dictate to you how it's going to go. Or one more, live your life, otherwise someone else might just live it for you. Now there's, a, there's an element of truth to these, isn't there? This is the world's understanding of life. If you don't get out there, if you don't make the decisions, if you don't take hold of life and live it, well, you're going to get left behind. You're going to get left with the dregs, with what someone else dictates for your life. You're not going to get what's good. You're not going to be successful. You're not going to gain. You're not going to be happy. You're not going to live a blessed life. You're going to get the dregs. And so we're told to pursue life, strive for it, claim it, make some noise, promote your cause. Get out there and do it. Even sometimes as Christians, we can, can get an element of this in the way we think about not just our lives and our relationships with other people, but the way that we live in our relationship with God. We can buy into this way of thinking. And not often we're going to say, God, this is the way it's got to be, and kind of make these assertive demands to God. Although there's some Christians that will kind of go that, that far and promote that way of thinking, claim it. You've got to tell God how it is. And he's almost kind of like powerless, except to fulfill your demands. There's some people that think that way. Um, but, but sometimes we, we can just fall into that trap of expecting God to give us what we want. We wouldn't go as far as to say, God, you owe me. But sometimes that's the mentality that we have. We can feel like we're being ripped off. 
We can feel like we deserve better from God. We're entitled to more. That's the way the Pharisees we read about in the Gospels. It's the way they seem to act towards God. They had jumped through the hoops. They thought God had set up for them. And so they expected good things from God in return. Do you think that way? Well, it's to this type of thinking that Jesus addresses the third beatitude that flips upside down the world's understanding of what it means to be blessed. To a world of go out and get it. Make your move, live your life. Jesus says, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Not the demanding, not the ones who push their agenda the hardest. The meek. They are the ones who will inherit the earth. They are the ones who are blessed, Jesus says. And what is meek? Well, it's a way of interacting, of relating with people. It's, it's a gentleness, it's an unassumingness, it's a quietness in the way that we go about relating to people. It's not, it's not weak. It's not shy and it's not passive. There's sometimes things we can associate with weakness. Now those ways are kind of, they may have some of the same characteristics as people relate, but that's, that's not anyone's choice to do those things, to be weak or shy or passive. They are ways that people are restricted by character traits or by lack of strength. Uh, in meekness, we take it on deliberately. It comes from strength combined with humility. It's an act of self-control. It's the restraint of promoting our own agenda over others. This is the type of relating, this is the type of attitude that Jesus says is blessed. What? You might be thinking, how how is that going to be blessed? How are you going to get anything? How are you going to make a name for yourself? If you're not pushing your own agenda, how is it going to go forward? You're going to get trampled by everyone else who's pushing their agenda. You're going to get left behind in in the wake. You're going to get taken advantage of. That's not being blessed. Well, Jesus has a bigger picture than just the immediate situation, doesn't he? It's not just what's happening in the the moment of here and now. Because his promise to these, those who are meek, isn't that they will have a life that feels nice, 
Isn't that it's going to be comfortable? Isn't that they're going to have all their wishes and agenda met? His promise to them is that they will inherit the earth. They'll gain everything. Of course, this is a promise that's not in the immediate experience of life, but he's talking about the eternal promise. The meek will inherit the earth. They're going to gain everything. He says later on, what good is it to gain the whole world and yet forfeit your soul? Those who want to save their life will lose it. But those who lose their life for me and for the gospel will gain it. That's what he's talking about. How does this happen? Well, it happens through Jesus himself, isn't it? Through the meek one. The one who has a right to everything. The world was made through him and for him. And yet, he doesn't come to assert his agenda and push his way over everyone else. He comes gently. He comes to serve. He comes and prays to the Father, not my will, but yours be done. Not my agenda, not what's good for me in my immediate experience, but what's good in your plan. He acts out the ultimate act of meekness in surrendering his life in order that he can offer the world to those who would be willing to receive it, to those who would be willing to to receive as a gift of grace what he gives. Not those who want to storm God's kingdom and gain it by force and because they earn it and achieve it under their own strength. Those who recognize their own spiritual poverty, who recognize their own sin, who mourn over the brokenness of the world, who who recognizes the problem that only God can solve and who come open-handed to receive. This is the promise that Jesus makes. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus, the gentle one, will give Everything to those who will meekly receive it. Are you meek enough to recognize that you can't fulfill, you can't achieve, you can't earn the world, eternity? You need to receive it. Are you enacting meekness in the way that you relate to people around you? Especially are you enacting in the way that you relate to God? I think one of some of the key ways we see meekness, we live it out in our relationship to God, uh, is in firstly prayer. Prayer as we humbly ask God, dependently relying on him to, to give us the things we need. 
is an act of meekness, isn't it? We're told to ask. We're not told to demand. We're told to ask. And Jesus teaches us to pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Recognizing that even in prayer, even in asking for what we want, ultimately our desires should be informed by God's agenda. And are you acting meekness in the way that you are obedient to God? Or are you resisting? Out of pride or selfishness or whatever it is, are you resistant to following God's agenda, what he says is good and right? Blessed are the meek. For they will inherit the earth. I thought maybe maybe our Australian national anthem maybe needs another verse. So I had a go at kind of trying to tidy it up a bit, make it more appropriate. There's a young man teaching on the side of a mountaintop. He's been healing down there, serving all the day. The crowds push their needs. They never stop. And though he's the boss, he'll be nailed to a cross through his hands and his feet. Yet he says, blessed are the meek. It isn't fair. I've got more than enough. Now I want to share. Ask, knock, seek. I want to give the earth to all the receptive Let me pray. Our Lord God, thank you for this teaching of Jesus. Thank you that it cuts through the the theories, the thinking of our culture, and turns it upside down. It shows us a truth we need to hear. Father, please help us to embrace meekness, knowing our need before you to receive, not to force our own agenda, but to to trust in, in your goodness, in your grace, in our provision for eternity, and in for the what's good and in the here and now. And as we As we do that, we pray that that will be reflected also in the way that we relate to other people. Please help us to be people who, like our Lord Jesus, don't trample down others, don't squash them in asserting our own agendas, but that we live meekly, serving just as he has served us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.